Welcome to the Naked Truth Relationships Podcast, where Christians with different relationship statuses and histories chat about what it's really like in the church when it comes to dating, singleness, marriage, and everything in between. It's great that you're listening to this podcast. It's great to have you with us. I'm sitting here around my kitchen table with two good friends of mine. Um, Grace, say hello. Hello. And Claire, say hello. Hiya. And today we're looking at singleness and from the perspective of people who are hoping to date in the future and are single at the moment. So really focusing on our experiences around singleness in this episode and just taking an honest look at what it's really like to be single in the church. So let's begin. As always, these podcasts are just meant to be chats and conversations. Tangents are always welcome. I feel like that may happen today in particular. We'll see what happens. Uh, My name is Andre. I oversee the Naked Truth Relationships Project and it's our vision to give people the tools they need to build mutually fulfilling, mutually enjoyable, God-centered relationships. And that's what we're all about. Uh, And it's time to introduce my guest today. So Grace, do you just want to kick us off? Tell us a bit about your background, Christian journey and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, um, so by way of background, I grew up... um, in a Christian home and also living on the site of a Christian um, college and holiday centre. So it was very much a Christian bubble. Um, All those that lived physically close to us and were in our day-to-day lives were Christians. Um, So I never ever doubted what they would talk about and, and believed, but it was should I say, it wasn't really personal to me until only about three or four years ago when I was working abroad and kind of really started to search for myself. Um, And that kind of came to life a bit more. So yeah, although I guess I asked Jesus to be in my heart as a little child, um, it probably wasn't actually real until a few years ago. what I'm doing now, so I work as a PA, which I absolutely love. Um, yeah, just doing life with people and organising them. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Claire, same questions. Share a bit about your experience of church and Christianity and what you're up to. Yeah. So likewise to Grace, I suppose I grew up in a quite a Christian family. I grew up in Northern Ireland, as you might be able to tell from the accent. Really? <laughs> I know. Um, so it was quite a I'd say innocent and typically Christian upbringing Um, and it wasn't kind of I suppose same type of story as Grace but it wasn't until I kind of moved away to England to come to uni that I kind of figured out what I actually believed and that was kind of the time when I explored my faith and what that meant for me and so yeah for the last eight or nine years I suppose I've kind of been back loving Noah. (laughs) That's so crazy. We know what you're trying to say. Yeah. For the last few years, I've been back um, in the church and in kind of Christian community once again. Um, Currently, I'm a social worker working with children and families, which I love, but it definitely has its challenges. And uh, in terms of relationships, what is your context, experience, where are you at? Um background um I've never had like a super serious relationship um I've there's been two three relationships but they've always started as like solid friendships 
then we've kind of explored, oh, maybe there's something more here, and then decided, mm, no, maybe not. <laughs> um, I'm not an overly committed person, so it takes a lot for me to get to that point, which is, I think, why it's always started out as friendships. Um, so, yeah. And Claire, what about yourself? So, the same as Grace, quite a limited experience, I think. I um, have had more success with people who are not Christians and people that are Christians. So, therefore, that's kind of stopped a lot. Well, not even a lot of things, but a few things. Um, I think it's a lot of pressure as a Christian to date and to date the right person. And that kind of puts me after a lot at the beginning and definitely maybe scares me away away from trying to pursue things so therefore I'm quite hesitant <laughs> literally <laughs> standoffish maybe when it comes to relationships okay well thanks for filling us in that's that's really helpful and I'm not going to do what my mum never told me not to do there's too many double negatives in there I'm not going to ask your age but just for our listeners, um, early 20s is the perspective you're coming from. Uh, mid 20s. <laughs> mid 20s. 26. 26? Yeah. Right. I look like 16. <laughs> I'm used to it. I was going for 24. So. Okay, I'll take that. I'll end that one. 24. <laughs> 24. There yeah. you go. So, uh, young adults um, in the church, and I guess that's where, where our experiences have come from. So, this episode these podcasts evolve around three main questions claire's already started to touch on it already and so being single in the church um what is your experience of singleness in the christian context what has it been like for you and so you were just saying how it's maybe too Mm -hmm. much pressure maybe Mm -hmm. a bit standoffish has it always been like that or i think from when i can remember if i ever spoke to a boy at church my mum would be like oh oh what's he like who's he oh who's his family (laughs) um and the same for friends and leaders in the church and connect group leaders and community group leaders i think there's always been that it's been commented on at every kind of stage so therefore you you think about it even whenever you're just chatting to someone Mm. which i think sometimes puts pressure on it and then you don't want to have a conversation with someone because you're nervous that other people are going to think you like them, but you don't. You're just being nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Grace is nodding along to that. Is that <laughs> similar to what you've experienced? Um, I, yeah, similar, but I don't feel the pressure of it. If I'm being completely honest, it really amuses me <laughs> how much we love a good matchmake. Um, me as much as the next person, <laughs> to be honest. Um... But yeah, it seems sometimes that it's considered like the holy grail, so that you've made it when you get married. Mm. Um, which I don't, I don't think is a bad thing. But I think yeah, when you start to put that pressure on yourself, then that's when it can become a very negative experience. Um, so yeah, I do see that kind of. Well, what do you say? Like not pressure, but like excitement that others show that you will want time like become married um but i see it as coming out of a place of they are just loving being married they're excited about themselves it's made difference to their life so that's why they want what they have to be experienced by you Mm. and it often i think it often does come from a place of we know this is good and we want it to be good for you Mm. because being a young adult is difficult when you're on your own and there's challenges that you face so it's good having someone with you but i think often that you don't say that whenever you just see the surface level mm. oh 
oh, what about this guy, what about this guy? Instead of, how are you doing? How can we support you and how can the church support you better? Yeah, no, I think that's a really important point. And it sounds like, yes, they want you to have what they have and that's great, mm. but they're almost thinking that this singleness is a bit to be rushed and mm. a bit to be endured rather than something in itself which can honour God and be good for you and be great. I mean, is that... Do you feel like in their support sometimes people are, you've got to rush through this rather than saying, where are you at now and what's it been like? Short answer, yeah. But I think there's a long answer, which obviously not everyone obviously is like that. Yes, there's a lot of yes. people that are really supportive and quite understanding. Um, there's also a lot of people that think they're understanding, but they're probably the least understanding. <laughs> and they're the ones that got married when they were 20 and think, why are you still single? You're 22. And like in the world of a non-Christian society, that's like still very young to be mm. in a relation- serious relationship or to be married. Um, yeah, because statistically, it's almost a bit skewed in church because statistically, your age wouldn't be expected to be married in mm. wider society, but in Christian circles, it's almost like, like you say, you're 22 and there's no ring on it. Mm, what's, yeah. what's, what's that's gone really true, actually. So I remember when my sister got married, she was 21, and I remember talking to a colleague at work about it. And when my colleague said, Oh, how old is she? and I said, 21, the first question she said was, Is she a Christian? Um, because she was like, that's the only way you'd get married at 21. <laughs> You're a Christian. <laughs> I said, oh, I guess she is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, is she pregnant? And so overall, is there support? I'm, I, you, I know you said it's different and mm. you've experienced different things. Do you think there is support for you? in your singleness then I mean you sound like you said there's support for you in you know one day you're hoping to date and they'll support you in that journey but is that actually support in your in your singleness and how that can look and how you can thrive as a single person I wouldn't say there's an explicit conversation about it I think that occurs very rarely when you look at support in churches for young adults it focuses a lot on building community and that's sort of moving away from isolation. So it does encourage friendship, but now I think it goes from that setting to then not allowing friendships to blossom because it's straight in there. Mm. Like, as Claire said, oh, there's a guy and a girl that's friends. Let's make that something that it probably actually isn't and doesn't mm. allow just natural friendships to occur. Yeah. Um, which I think can be damaging to building community, especially if you've got quite a small one and you get a few relationships that just go far too fast and too wrong too quickly, then it just makes things awkward in a group setting, which isn't great. Mm. I think in bigger, I suppose, in context of what we're saying, we both currently go to a church that started off quite small and is getting bigger, but I think when you're in a bigger church, so my student church was a lot bigger and I felt like there was less pressure and I think that is because there's more people so the discussion is a bit more hidden mm-hmm. in terms of it's going on in lots of little groups rather than someone pointing out every single guy that's in the church and asking are they the right person, like do you like mm-hmm. them because there's more guys so you wouldn't do that mm-hmm. um, so I think when there's less questions it's the issue it seems to be made bigger Yeah, definitely I think that's an important point because I remember when, before I was dating, before I was married, if I 
there was a there was definitely a period of a few years, three or four years, where most of my good friends and close friends were women. Mm. And yeah, there is that people are saying, Oh, well why are you hanging out if you're not going out? Or you must fancy her or mm. she must fancy you. And yeah, I see what you mean, Grace. It's it's weird. If you're in a church setting which is so focused on community and building relationships, but it gets to the point where if you get too close, everyone's saying, well, they need to either get together or back off. And that is a massive hindrance to that, that Christian goal of building community. Is that, have you experienced that a lot then? Or has that made you focus more on being in close friends with um, girls? Or have you purposely just ignored everyone and said, a friend is a friend, it doesn't really matter? Um, so probably the latter, but that's because like I said at the beginning like I don't feel the pressure like I think if I'm being completely honest why I don't have so much of an issue with singleness so it's not something I particularly struggle with it's because I think a lot of the pressure you put on yourself rather than someone else is putting it on you um and so when people make comments I just find it amusing because I know that that's not the truth about my relationship and I'm quite secure in the health of the relationship I suppose so I've got really close friends at church who are guys I would hang out with them all the time one to one or in a group situation um, and people do comment like my mum comments all the time like oh that's a bit strange you're spending time with this guy and I just like I don't feel the need to justify myself um, so like for me personally I find it's okay but sometimes from like a leadership perspective so we are Claire and I connect group leaders if there is like a guy in our group that perhaps needs extra support on something I would be a lot more conscious about speaking with him one-on-one about something quite intense if I didn't have like a really solid friendship there mm-hmm. as opposed to like if there was a girl and there was something going on then I wouldn't have a problem obviously approaching but I think sometimes that's just I'm approaching that with more like a leadership hat on than a like people reading this the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, so I suppose I find the same in terms of doing work in my church on the welcome team. So whenever you go and welcome someone, you don't want them to think you're hitting on them, but you want them to welcome. So often I'll say to a guy, I'll go and chat to that person, he's new. Sometimes I do just go and do it, but um, I think whenever... I go and welcome someone, I'm often more conscious of it, as opposed to if I was chatting to a good friend, because if I'm chatting to a good friend, if he gets a comment that's like the comment that I would get, he would know that there's nothing to it, but if it was some person I've only met once, they might think, oh maybe she does, like, there's a lot more room for misinterpretation Mm. and miscommunication, so I think that impacts then how I respond. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like singleness is singleness and dating is having an effect whether it's just checking what you say to a new person or how we lead but it is is an issue there that is worth thinking about and worth worth exploring I mean picking up on what Grace said says she doesn't quite feel the pressure because of how she she views singleness yeah would you say you feel more pressure and because of family or friends or anything else or would you say you're yeah, would you say you feel the pressure or are you in a place where actually you can put it into perspective, those sort of comments? I think, without being cheesy, like the journey of singleness or whatever you want to call it, kind of, 
you go through seasons, so sometimes you go through stages where I'm completely content in being single and I'm not bothered, too busy, don't really care, don't really care about boys. But then there's other times when I'm like, um, all I'd, not all I'd want, but I used to work in a nursery and I'd work with children loads. So I was so broody for about two years because I just wanted kids. And all my friends have kids and they're extremely cute. Um, so I think you go through seasons of, it kind of depends on your circumstance a lot, where you do struggle with it or you do think about it a lot more. Or if your friends have started a new relationship, so that means you don't see them as much, then you'll think about it a bit more in terms of what it means for me and what it means for our relationship. But then other times when I don't think about it for months. Um, so I think it is a bit of a journey. And it's massively what Grace was saying, I think I agree with it, is very much how you, as a person, perceive yourself being single and then that impacts how you see other people looking at you as a single person because um, I think some people often kind of and I most likely have as well but have a bit of a pity party when it comes to being single in the church because all the good Christians are taking that's not I say that with air quotes yeah air quotes <laughs> but all the good Christians are taking or um, oh you need to have a kids and a family by the time you're 35 or whatever it may be but I think often we put that on ourselves and we see what other people are maybe hinting at, but we take that as the Bible, we take that as the gospel and the truth and, oh, we need to be in a relationship. But actually, they were just maybe hinting that actually that person is nice. But often if you're feeling negative about it, you take that on a lot more. And then on the other perspective, then I think people take singleness to the extreme sometimes. And I think I've done this as well. I'm like, I'm single, I don't need a man. I can do it all on my own. Um, but actually I think that sometimes can be quite unhealthy and actually there's a lot of obviously biblical truth in marriage and there's a lot of good that comes out of it and I think it is quite difficult to kind of find the balance for me anyway I think that's such an important point because I think people who are dating or married or haven't been single for a while can forget about those seasons Mm -hmm. that we either think oh someone's totally comfortable with singleness Mm -hmm. and we can maybe make jokes or talk about it and then we say oh and some people are really struggling but like you say it can be this ebb and flow and Mm. it's not quite simple oh I've got it sorted or I haven't yeah I think one of the biggest things that I come across doing the work I do is this idea that if you're single you need to be totally happy being single you Mm. can't even want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in the future like you need to be totally happy Um, And you couldn't possibly love God and be searching for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And they're almost seen as mutually exclusive. Whereas, you know, you can be totally um, focused on God, going after God and happy with how he's using you at the moment, but want the situation to change at some point and want to find someone. I mean, that reality and that tension, I guess, do you find sometimes people speak about singleness like it is all or nothing you've either got to love singleness and be totally happy and you couldn't even be thinking about dating um, and if you do then you know you're somehow a sub-christian or anything like that I mean is is that a tension you wrestle with? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, personally no and that's maybe because I've seen or spoken to a lot of people about it who do feel that tension and I've witnessed church leaders speak and encourage them in that and acknowledge that 
wrestling and that that's okay to do and I think just like anything in life so say for example I don't know like say a family member's unwell like you still love God but you want that situation to change and you ask him for that to change so just like a singleness like if you want to be in a relationship you still love God but it's something that you are asking him for um and that's just another aspect of life that you want his like blessing over I suppose or want things to change and that's just the journey of life with the Lord really I think yeah and I think good community I suppose helps that balance Mm -hmm. and helps that because yeah something that you can want in a really positive way but also love God but actually if you have good people around you to support you they can kind of help you to make sure you don't get too man 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 I need a man Mm -hmm. but actually you can stay focused on God but oh by the way I want a man Um, does that make sense yeah yeah. I think the way I view it is like that desire to be in a relationship or to be married one day it's not something I have in isolation to my relationship with God it's like a dream I share with him so then it doesn't feel like it's you versus God Mm. I think that really helps because it's a shared dream just like all my other dreams in life are shared I talk to him about them like I ask for his insights on them etc so it doesn't become a you versus me this is not working, I hate you for this, <laughs> really negative thing, it's just... Yeah. Which it can become, yeah. people yeah, can, yeah. like you say, want it, want it so much that it can become that, I yeah. think that's a really, really important point to make. So moving on to our second big question, as it were, some of this we may have touched on already, so feel free to re-emphasise, uh, but how has being single in the Christian community helped or hindered you? So how has being single in a Christian community helped and or hindered? I think there's, well there's obviously season but it does help and it does hinder but I think for me initially I came into our church just as a me by myself didn't know anyone and I found it quite difficult to, well did I find it quite difficult? I think I found it challenging going to church and going to events where I knew no one on my own, completely on my own, and there was no other young adults at this point. And I found that a massive challenge. And anyone you spoke to was there with the partner, was there with the girlfriend, or was there... The world was with someone, was I was just there on my own. Um, and I remember there was one summer where I had a lot of time to volunteer at church. So I volunteered at Mums and Tots, because I love kids. Um, and I remember just being so embarrassed, being like, yes, I'm here, but I don't have a child. And I just felt so out of place, but actually... It was a way that I really wanted to serve, but I kind of felt like some mums were like, why are you here? Um, so I think there's sometimes when being single has hindered me and has made me more aware of being alone. Yeah, no, no thanks for sharing that. I think the help side of things is having so much time and freedom to get involved in whatever I want to get involved in. But then I would contest that and say... (laughs) (laughs) No tipping tables or throwing (laughs) chairs. I'll throw my tail over you. No, (laughs) I won't. Um, I'd contest that and say that actually I think a lot of my people have this perception that single people have loads of time and you can volunteer in five different groups in church because you're single and you've no family. 
was actually, yes, you do have a lot more time, but you spend your time trying to build a community and trying to really focus on friendships instead of a husband or a partner. But that doesn't mean you've loads of time because you still fill your time with other stuff. Yeah, it's a fair point, which <laughs> like I would make also. I don't listen to say anymore. <laughs> um, but what I mean is that you only really have to... Well, you should think about others, but think about yourself. So your whether you spend it in church or outside yeah. of church, like it's up to you to like build that community mm. and spend time with friends, which a married couple or parents might have other challenges involved. Yeah, more responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yes, sometimes that can hinder you because you end up being the person that does everything at church. But again, I think that's a responsibility on you to be able mm. to say no yeah. and push back. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the, the best things about it. Um, the freedom to do basically whatever you want to do and get involved in different things. And financially as well. Yeah. Spend the money how you want. Yeah, sounds very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> but to give money to the church, we know. Just slip that one in. <laughs> Whenever you know how you feel. All the fifty dollar notes you're dropping into the collection. Oh, you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's, it's you know it is true that you can make decisions you know with more freedom, I guess, and less. They're less going to impact other people, as obviously you're married or you have kids, then actually there's other other people to to consider different challenges and different ways of looking at it. But um, no, it's a good point. And I mean, you are right as well, Claire, because I think sometimes, yeah, married people say, oh, you're single, you've got a lot of free time. But if me and my wife have to do the shopping, do the dishes, clean the house we can split those chores. Whereas if you are single, you are doing all of it. Mm. And so in that sense, you actually do have less time because you're responsible for everything. Mm. So so I do think that's a good point. Um, so the third question, what is the main thing or main things you think need changing or tweaking in regards to church and singleness? What is the main thing or main things you think need changing or tweaking in regards to singleness and church? Like a big question. question. <laughs> I think mine, which isn't actually a big thing at all, and it's very easy to tweak, but I think I've been to a lot of Christian camps and a lot of sermons. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to a lot of church <laughs> services. Um, and all the analogies are about the guy, and this is my wife, and these are my kids, and every analogy is about him and his wife for him and his kids and I, I understand and I completely appreciate that God speaks to us through our everyday and often for those people that will involve the wife and kids but actually as a single person if you're constantly having to relate to this one time he was on a date with his wife or this one time he was out with his kids then actually that's not as relatable and I think that is just a really simple easy way that they could just change one or two analogies to something that's a bit more relatable for everyone students um, married people, single people, like just a, just a bit more relatable. Yeah, agreed. And it always it always annoys me, even though I'm married. It annoys me when visiting speakers or the church leader or someone coming up to give a notice always introduce themselves. So I'm so and so married to mm. so and so. It's like why is that the first thing you need to say? Yeah. Like I don't actually talk about my wife not because I'm ashamed or anything but I just think why does everyone need to know that why is that mm. the first thing so I think that's that's a really good point and easy to tweak like yeah, you well, say yeah. 
So, interestingly, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> well, You'll probably think that Grace is a bit of a melt. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, like, that's about... I enjoy that because I think... A, it gives you an insight into their personal story and the context then of where they speak from. And actually, it's always interesting to me how people identify themselves or what they class as their identity. So if someone's standing up clearly and saying that straight away, marriage is really important to them and and part of their identity. And I'm not saying it's right that that is their main kind of go-to, but that is always fascinating to me how what they pull out just as someone might stand up and say I'm Grace and I love Jesus like if that's the first thing they pull out as opposed to their marriage and children that says a lot about them as a person that's quite interesting because most single people I talk to would say what Claire Mm -hmm. says which is it can be overwhelming if everyone is saying and I get your point I guess my my slight pushback with Couples always introduce couples. Go back. You don't need to say slight. You've got fair. Yeah. All right. All right. My massive, my massive problem, Grace, <laughs> is no. My my pushback is, um, yeah. Why it almost when everyone does that and it almost becomes a norm. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily thinking about it in terms of this is my main identity they're thinking about it in terms of oh this is what everyone else does mm. and then like Claire says you can find yourself as a single person thinking why is everyone doing it mm. but it's interesting to hear you say you actually find that interesting and find find God in that because mm. like I say most people would side with Claire and myself but <laughs> as I said Grace is a maverick <laughs> so. repping the minors <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love to do <laughs> So, so what would you then change or tweet? What would you say is, is the thing? I think for me it would be something to do with community and how the church, or anyway our church at the moment is very focused on building community. So then factoring those explicit conversations or thinking into then how do we encourage community without making it a matchmaking exercise, mm. which sometimes I think people do not in a manipulative way at all but it just becomes that way um and sometimes I think can be a bit of a barrier to people not necessarily participate in community but I think where it really does impact is in those people stepping up into hosting um so they will be exclusive or put far too much pressure into hosting their own event and who's going to be there and making sure it's the right people rather than just learning and enjoying hosting um, and growing in that. I think that's where I'd see the impact. I've got another point. Oh, go on, go on. Um, Well, another thing. Um, There is one... This might not even answer the question, but anyway. There's one couple that we know that I think are so open about their marriage and their relationship and actually the positives and negatives of that. And I personally love when I hang out with them and a bit of that kind of comes out because actually it's not their secret marriage that they are like because they're married and there's a chosen few, but actually it's something that, not that we all enjoy, because that would be weird, but that it's something that actually, it's it's not hidden, it's quite open and it's quite, um, I feel like I can really relate to them and the fact that they're married isn't 
kind of a thing that oh it's those two people over there let's not yeah it's something you're welcomed into and learn yeah. from it's not just for the select few yeah can. yeah to yeah. be fair actually I know you're talking about that couple really challenged me because I think as singles sometimes we are pretty poor at labelling married people as mm. content and all sorted they've got someone to be with yeah when actually they need friendships and time outside of their marriage as well mm. and that's healthy but I think we're guilty of often isolating them yeah and they've really challenged me on that this couple of I mean the wife said to me one time like I need girl time like when she wasn't hanging out with us one evening and I was like no to you (laughs) um but yeah so I think it goes both ways actually I think this has been a really helpful conversation I think it's been really great I'm gonna have to bring it to a close now so Grace and Claire is there anything you want to say or re-emphasize or you think hasn't been said which is important one little thing that's not even a thing um, but I think often Christians people that aren't Christians Jews, Gentiles anyone often relationship status and who you are in your married, single, widowed, whatever becomes such a big thing but actually first and foremost we should be children of God and Christians and followers of Jesus and I think often it is just we do get caught up in it but I think what helps me sometimes it's just been like actually what actually matters I'm going to be in heaven one day with Jesus not to get too deep but mm-hmm. therefore actually my life should be focusing on him um, which is just a classic thing to say but mm. no no very important yeah I think for me it always boils down to a question of identity and that's not to diminish anyone's battle or struggle with singleness at all but essentially that's what what the real issue is and that's a journey in itself and I think something really worth exploring so actually if the struggle with singleness brings you into a place where you are more firmly rooted in your identity like as Claire said as a child of God, then actually go for it. Yeah, go for it. Struggle away. Oh, that's very encouraging. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you, Grace. Thank you, Claire. For more, please go to ntrelationships.com where there are loads of blogs and more podcasts. And obviously, go to wherever it is you download and listen to podcasts for more episodes. Until then, take care.